0: You're listening to Graveyard Show Classic. Classic.
1: Classic. Good evening, friends of the undead. I am the Deacon of Darkness, the posthumous pimp, Freak Show. And I am the Diva of Dismemberment, Mistress of the Blade, June the Meat Cleaver, from the Bordello of Horror. You're getting your freak on with the caretaker on the Graveyard Show. Step into the graveyard with the caretaker at graveyardshow.com. That is graveyardshow.com.
0: Podcast number 70, June 3rd, 2010. Ladies and gentlemen, monsters and madmen, you are listening to The Graveyard Show. <laughs> to the Graveyard every Thursday night, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, filling in this week for the caretaker. And Please welcome your host, The Undertaker.
1: Tonight, the Graveyard Show heads north to the Brew City, Milwaukee, as we speak with Rick Bates. Rick is a curator of the macabre and man behind the horror host, Dr. Ivan Cryptosis. Rick, welcome to the Graveyard. Well, thank you. Glad to be here tonight. Now, you call yourself a curator of the macabre. What elements are involved with that? Oh, it's just
0: me taking care of all things scary, spooky, out of the ordinary. That's what makes up
1: a a curator of the macabre. Uh, You were friends with uh, Dick Galambyowski, who uh, passed away a couple years ago. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about him and what he did for the horror community.
0: Oh, I was indeed. Uh, That was a great loss for the horror community. Um, Dick was basically the historian for Wisconsin horror hosts, along with uh, Wisconsin Television. He, uh, prior to his passing, had completed a very, very comprehensive book on the history of Milwaukee Television, and uh, I was fortunate enough to get a copy of it from him before he passed. Um, But he was quite the researcher. As for me, if if I ever needed uh, background information on
1: anything, he would have been the first person I would have gone to. Um, He had a website that was dedicated to horror hosts. Um, Is that still around? The website is still out there. I'm not sure who's maintaining it. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any new entries on it,
0: but uh, the website is out there. Um, It continues with uh, the various hosts in Milwaukee and Madison and uh, also well, throughout southeastern Wisconsin. It also contains audio from uh, Nightmare Theatre uh, with Dr. Cadaverino, which is kind of a, kind of a unique thing to, uh, to listen to. Excellent. Uh, Dick was actually a writer, too. He was. He was, well, he was both a writer and a, and a professor. He taught at uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering, and I think by trade uh,
1: he was, in fact, an engineer. All right, well, that's, that's a great little side job that he had going on there. <laughs> oh, it was. It was, in fact. Um, how long have you been a horror host?
0: Well, it's about, about eight years now, and uh, each
1: year I notice uh, another year gets tacked on. But, uh... <laughs> and your character is um, Dr. Ivan Kryptosis. Um, how, how did you come up with the character? Well, the name itself, it's, it's one of those things that
0: just kind of floats through your head that's where the name came from it didn't uh, didn't remind me of anything in particular but uh, but just came to me in a nightmare one time. Um, the look of the character itself uh, certainly is an homage to Dr. Cadaverino out of Milwaukee
1: as uh, he was the horror host that I watched as I was growing up. Um, now you got if people haven't seen the character, you've got the long hair and the uh, the derby and fangs. Now, is Ivan Kryptosis actually a vampire?
0: Well, Ivan
1: Kryptosis is,
0: is indistinguishable. He will admit to being neither a vampire nor a ghoul. Um, it's up to the public to really decide what uh, what they want Dr. Kryptosis to be.
1: <laughs> now, uh Dr. Ivan Kryptosis, do you actually have a show that's running right now? Uh, It's really funny. I have not produced any new
0: material uh, for a number of months now. However, uh, material that I had produced in the past is still showing in the Milwaukee area. It's showing in Jefferson County from time to time. Uh, In fact, the uh, shows that I taped with uh, Saturday Night Frights in Madison are still... Airing, uh, airing, and reruns. Um, so I am out there, and uh, uh, through the uh, uh, through videotape and through uh, uh, DVDs, Cryptosis is still seen in a variety of markets in Wisconsin.
1: Now you've got you've got a uh, like a live stage show uh, horror humor show.
0: Horror humor. Well, we know it's horror. We, we've established that. Now we're we're establishing the humor side of it. That's is, is
1: the humor more horrific than the horror? It could be. <laughs> it, it it certainly could be, and
0: it, it really depends on the audience. the uh, The title of the live show um, is called "Rants of a Mangy Horror Host." No net required, and and it is just that. I will go in cold to a particular venue and it's whatever rolls through my head at any given time uh that's what's going to come out of my mouth as obviously dr cryptosis um, I, could, I could see how that could be a fairly horrific it, it could be you know and i do have my sidekick with me to, to kind of help me through the show who's your sidekick professor varnas lupescu he's he's very unique um in that Yes, he is a ventriloquist dummy. I will admit that he is one. He doesn't like me to tell people that, uh, especially those that he's gotten engaged to. But um, he's unique among ventriloquist dummies because he's a mute ventriloquist. Interesting. Yeah, he, he says absolutely nothing. He and I telepathically communicate what's going on in his little wooden head. But uh, as far as spoken words, he, he doesn't do it. And, and it's certainly a convenience for me, and certainly uh,
1: saved me a lot of money on trying to perfect the art of true ventriloquism. You're saying uh, those that he's engaged to, how many women has he been engaged to?
0: You know, we've lost count. We, we have absolutely lost count. Uh, when we make personal appearances, one of the, uh, one of the things that, uh, that uh, Professor Lepescu likes to do is he's got an eye for the beautiful women. And I, I must admit, some of them perhaps not so beautiful, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And what, uh, what he does is he, he proposes marriage to these, uh, to these women that come along. Actually, <laughs> gives them an engagement ring, and he uh, he expects them to immediately start planning that wedding that they're going to be involved in. Uh, it's it's grown into quite a humorous thing. We do a lot of different uh, different conventions, and I couldn't even tell you how many times uh, a young lady has come up to uh, come up to my booth or up to my table and reminded me and reminded Professor Lupescu that uh, that she's engaged to him. And from convention to convention, retaining that
1: plastic bat ring that, uh, that was given to her by the professor. Now, how does he go about this? If he's mute, is, how does he ask the girls to well, uh, marry him? I, I'm there to help him out. I'm, okay. I'm there to help him out. I, I corral them in
0: and uh, uh, explain to them the situation that uh, because they have stopped to see us, that uh, something very tremendous is about to happen in their lives, and uh, and go on to explain to them as I am I'm, on Professor Lupescu's behalf, slipping the ring onto the unsuspecting finger, and upon the uh, uh, the ring getting on. Um, I then let them know that they're now engaged to Professor Varnus Lupescu. <laughs> oh, Most sounds... are very pleased, actually.
1: It, but he hasn't followed through with anything yet.
0: Well, there has not been any wedding set. Um, you know, the biggest, uh, the biggest excitement for these, these fiancés, uh, and, and they comment this to me, that they look at him and determine that he always has wood. And he doesn't talk. Those are, those are two two huge selling points on his behalf.
1: Now, outside of your sidekick and yourself, you've also got another character, Floyd the Gas Station Attendant.
0: Oh, he's new. <laughs> What's that all he's about? He's new, and he was designed with a really a special purpose in mind. Floyd the Gas Station Attendant is going after a Guinness record. Um, and just to give you a little background on kind of of not really who Floyd is, but how Floyd appears um, would be helpful. Floyd, if you take some dirty old coveralls, and you take a old rusty gas can and a ripped-off gas nozzle and hose, and then you take cryptosis from the neck up, there you have Floyd the gas station attendant. That's the look of him. His purpose as I said is with this uh, Guinness Book uh, record the goal is to try and get Floyd into as many horror sci-fi films as possible and the actual record is a single character being played by the same actor in multiple role or in the same role playing the same character but the films are unrelated. And that's kind of where we're going with so that. It, so it can't, it, it can't be in a series of films. It can't be in a series of films. You know, things such as uh, he's scheduled to appear in Incest Death Squad 2. Uh, he's scheduled to appear in, some, in Chris Mim's new new film that uh, we'll be filming soon. And there are a number of different uh, producers who have expressed interest in becoming part of, uh, part of this record. The end product is going to be a... Oh, a magazine type book showing all the different films that Floyd's appeared in and uh, you know giving credit where credit is due. Um, the parts that he's going to play are, are basically cameos not going to be very large. you know it, it could be something from for example uh, Floyd standing out in a field with his gear and with his look. And looking into the night sky and saying something like, well, I think she actually deserved to die. You know, and it doesn't have to be anything more than that. They do have to be spoken roles. It's not just showing him. Um, I know one of the films is talking about actually having Floyd doing a commercial on, uh, on the television as they're filming, uh, as they're filming their film,
1: which would work perfect. So what is the record number that you have to reach? You know, the, the people at, at Guinness are
0: not very helpful. They're more like, well you send it to us when you have it accomplished. And it's like, well I don't know when it's accomplished. <laughs> you know, unless you tell me. So I, I'm going to keep moving along, moving along, moving along and getting him into as many films as possible. He actually uh, made his public debut at Contamination 2010 down in St. Louis last month, okay. and uh, so he was out and about with the crowd down there, um, very well received. Uh, thought it was just kind of a hoot, uh, the character itself and the idea of going after after the unknown record, but uh, but they
1: they enjoyed it. They had a good time with that. Excellent. Now, how many how many films has Floyd appeared in so far? Floyd has appeared in two
0: as of as of now. Um, he will uh, he'll be picking up that uh, we're supposed to do the Incest Death Squad two
1: very shortly, but uh, we'll we'll see. I'm waiting to hear from. Him. So, so what's your personal goal as for how many movies that he's going to be in? I will
0: probably submit it to Guinness upon when I hit 25. Okay. And, uh, and and then they're going to have to research it and get back to me and say, well, you've either set that record or you haven't set it. Uh, if I haven't set it, at least they've now done the research and I'm hoping they will then let me know, you know, what I need to do uh, in order to achieve it. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a huge number uh, simply because of the...
1: Uh, the specialization kind of in that category.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, should we put it out to independent filmmakers out there if they want to have Floyd the gas station attendant in their film? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Put it
0: out to them. They can contact me and uh, or they can contact you and uh, uh, get a hold of me and we will get Floyd. We can either film something here to be added to their film mm-hmm. or... You know, if they're not, say, uh, in the Philippine Islands, uh, you know, I could go to their location and we
1: could do a location shoot. All right. Now, you, you mentioned Chris Mim. You've worked with him in the past, and didn't you just premiere one of his films recently? Well, I have uh, I've known Chris for a
0: number of years, and uh, uh, we both kind of uh, kind of started out at the Highway 18 Outdoor Theater in Jefferson. That's where, that's where I met him and introduced his first film, The Monster of Phantom Lake, at that theater during the world drive in premiere um, of that film. And uh, the other, uh, uh, the new film, Destination Outer Space, will also have premiered by the time you get this out and about. Uh, that's up in Minneapolis. Okay. And. Uh, and I, I already know that
1: it's going to be a great time and, and probably a sellout for that premiere. Now, he's kind of a special filmmaker, and he tries to make everything look like classic horror films, correct? Yeah, he is special. In fact, he still rides like the short bus. That's
0: how special he is. But, uh, yeah, his films, he kind of takes the, uh, the 50s and 60s genre and brings it into... Uh, into the modern age, only in the sense that, that he's making those films now. Uh, the monsters that are, that are in the films, very campy-looking, and, and basically just thrown together from whatever's lying about the house. Uh, the original one, The, uh, uh, the Monster of Phantom Lake, um, I did a special segment on uh, one of the uh, Saturday Night Frights programs. Okay. where uh during halloween i thought it was a great idea originally that w- that i would make my own monster phantom lake a miniature suitable to put on your mantle or hang in the corner of the house um, turned out not such a great idea i kept i mean it made for great television because i kept burning myself as i was gluing the felt strips of the monster Phantom Lake and he was a compilation of different strips of felt cloth, in this case they were orange and black and having a hot glue gun in one hand and holding the strips with the other hand and gluing them on, not all the glue made it to the strips. And when they say hot glue gun, (laughs) they aren't kidding. So there's a lot of footage of me kind of going, ow,
1: ow, ow! Maybe a dam or two included in it also. Uh, Hopefully we'll be uh, talking with Chris Mim in the future about his film and his filmmaking techniques and what he's got coming up. This thing, 100 Years of Monster Movies, um, this has been running all year long. It's going to continue to run throughout the year, um, where they're showing classic horror films online through 100YMM.com. And you're going to be involved with something there as well. I am. Not me. Not me,
0: Rick. But Dr. Ivan Cryptosis will uh, will be hosting... Um, coming up June 11th, um, and I don't quite understand their logic, but they've decided that Dr. Cryptosis should host the Crazy People double feature. So they're doing Don't Look in the Basement, and they're also doing another film that totally escapes me at the moment. Uh, The
1: Driller Killer, I believe.
0: yes. Yes. Oh, you're, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Yeah, The Driller Killer and Don't Look in the Basement, the original one. Um, they are also bringing in the original producer of Don't Look in the Basement to do a, I don't know if he's doing it out of New York or if he's doing it out of his basement somewhere, but to uh, participate in that event also. And be, this, this is like a live chat online? There is a live chat online, however... Probably 99% of my segments I will be taping ahead of time um, and then uploading them to their to their whatchamajiggy, whatever it uploads to. I can't be bothered with the
1: technological <laughs> side of this. So but, uh, that's that's Friday, June 11th, right? It would be. And what time does that air online? It airs online, I believe, at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Eastern Time. time. Okay, is is that going to be archived at all, so people can watch that, or is it just going to be a live thing? I don't know because
0: the original ones that they shot while they were at Horror Hound in uh, in Indianapolis, uh, they just did those live, and mm-hmm. there are um, there are no tapes of those particular shows unless a given horror host recorded uh, recorded it. But they just did them live and and ended up with what. You know, with what they had, but it'll be it'll be an interesting uh, thing to see uh, see how I'm able to put this together or not properly. Uh, it's, uh, it'll be fun to do, um,
1: and it'll be will uh, certainly make for some interesting uh, an interesting webcast. Well, I, I think you're the second horror host that's going to be doing this, Ms. Monster, who uh, we just interviewed for the show um, is doing the first one. I can't remember what film she's doing. So, uh, maybe you'll be able to have a chance to uh, look at the stuff that she did and see how they're working it before you actually submit your stuff. Right.
0: In fact, I, I know her stuff is, is actually sitting out there now for, for us to kind of look at and uh, give us an idea. Um, and, and again, my problem would not be getting the stuff together and doing it, but my problem would be actually
1: getting it uploaded. That'll, that'll be the challenge for me. Now, you go to a lot of conventions, and you mentioned the uh, Vampire Tribute. How do you think that weekend went for yourself and the other horror hosts involved?
0: Oh, I, th- I think it actually went, it went fantastic. I mean, there were so many different horror hosts there. There were... Uh, uh, what it did for the hosts themselves, I think it gave uh, a bigger avenue of recognition to the general public. Um, I think a lot of the hosts didn't realize that there was this big of a market that was uh, that was out there. And uh, it got them to think about things that they want to do, you know, with their future and, and what direction they want to go with their television shows or, or the direction that they would like to do with uh, personal
1: appearances. Yeah, we, we talked to Jason Hignite after the event, and he said it was just, it was just amazing. You know, close to 10,000 people there and everybody had a good time, and all the horror hosts are not working now. Are there any conventions coming up where people can come out and meet Dr. Ivan Cryptosis? There are a couple events coming up. In June,
0: I'm going to be at the Monster Bash in Butler, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, There is also some tentative talk about uh, Cryptosis and Professor Lupescu uh, appearing at the uh, famous Monsters Convention in Indianapolis during July. Um, there's another event, the Paranormal Scarefest in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That is coming up in I say August. May also be out there. And That one I will be uh, emceeing and acting as the official Big Mouth of the uh, of the event. Um, others that are coming up would be. Uh, Oh, Crypticon in, in uh, Minneapolis. So I'm looking at a lot of different things that uh, that will be, bring cryptosis out front. Also looking to, uh, I know particularly during the month of October, uh, looking to work with the Night of the Living Dead puppet show folks and uh, maybe do some combined appearances uh, here in Wisconsin and also... Uh, with regard to uh, Christopher Mim's films, getting those out and about to uh, to the different horror hosts uh, so that, uh, that kind of everybody will get a shot eventually at showing Chris's films. Uh, the nice thing, and I, I get a lot of uh, input about that uh, from everybody, from the uh, Uh, Wolfman Mac to uh, Carlos Borloff, they're happy that they don't have to edit anything out of them in order to show the programs.
1: Um, That type of thing uh, they're very appreciative of. For our listeners out there who want to find out a little bit more about uh, Floyd the gas station attendant, Doctor Ivan Cryptosis Any appearances that you got coming up? Have you got a website that they can go to?
0: Well, I've got
1: a I, I've got a domain name. I don't have the website out and about yet. I have been
0: I have been very lax with that. Um, however, um, I do have this crazy Facebook account, um, and it's well over 4,200 friends or something like that right now. Uh, but I do post, you know, my appearances. On Facebook, and I certainly invite people to uh, to befriend Dr. Ivan Kryptos on Facebook. That right now is the best way
1: to find out find out where the heck he's going to be. All right. Um, now, if there's any independent filmmakers out there that would like to have Floyd, the gas station attendant, in their film mm-hmm. as part of the Guinness Book of World Records, um, should they just go to Facebook and find you there? Or is there another way to get in contact no, in, with you?
0: In that? fact, there is another way to contact me. And I don't discourage, you know, any, quote, fans of Dr. Kryptosis either. I'll give you my email address. It's spooky at charter.net. And, uh, you know, I will respond to uh, respond to emails at that address. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add tonight? Um, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm very tired now. You, you seem to have worn <laughs> me out, you know, in this whole interview. <laughs>
1: Well, Rick, we want to thank you for joining us in the graveyard. And once again, if you want to get a hold of uh, Rick Bates, Dr. Ivan Kryptosis, Floyd, the gas station attendant, you can email at spooky at charter.net. Rick, thank you for stepping into the graveyard tonight. Oh, no problem. we had a, great, roommate, a great, time. great time.
0: And as always, as you exit the graveyard, I would like to remind you to please lock the gate behind you. We wouldn't want anyone to get out.
1: Until next time.